big red button. Okay. Hello and welcome to episode four of What's Good with Kente. I am your host all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And I am so happy to have these two people on my program. Um, there is a community out there for those who are not on on here called Get Vocal. It's a streaming platform that I use quite often. And every chance I get when I get a chance to meet um, people who do programs on there and they're really cool. I like to try to bring them onto my show so that people in my audience get a chance to meet them and vice versa. And these uh, two people um, are, I listen to their show every Monday right before I do a show on Get Vocal. And the name of their show is a fairly random, pretty psychic show. So uh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, we have Angela and Logan. So uh, we'll start off with ladies first. Angela, tell us a little bit about yourself. A little bit about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so grew up in small town Minnesota on a farm and um, a dairy farm. Last night we ended up talking about dairy farming a little bit, wee little bit. Um, I, for the most part, I've been in Minnesota. I spent my 20s out in LA, um, just kind of having an adventure. And then um, I came back to Minnesota and fell in love. And he, unfortunately, um, his life ended. And um, over the course of, so I'm 38 now, and over the past eight years, I've, um, I always knew I was intuitive, uh, and there were some strange things that happened, but um, I just realized and came to realize that I had more than just um, a strong gut instinct and intuition, and uh, I wanted to use that to help people, but I also was seeing that I was still me. You know, I was still this kind of random, normal-ish person. (laughs) But I had these other abilities that I wanted to develop and then share with everyone. Well, not everyone, but people who wanted to listen and um, also kind of normalize it in a way because... There's a lot of things that happen in everyone's. I've never met someone who hasn't had something strange happen that was slightly more than coincidence. And just being able to relate that to anybody and who will take them seriously is um, is, is nice. But I don't want to be, I didn't want to be seen just as a psychic or a healer. Um, So here's this platform that... I can talk about geeky stuff like movies and comic books and all of that and incorporate that into also the psychic side of things and all of the weird stuff that we come across now. <laughs> all right. So. I love it. Now, it's funny, though. Last night, I listened to your show, and it was all about mm-hmm. Logan. So uh, if you want to know about this guy in depth, I would suggest you go back and listen to their archives. But um, I don't know. Did you, guys, did you do your... Uh, origin story Angela yet on your show yeah so the very first one and it's rough because the way this broadcast came about have you ever heard of the universal law of three Mm -hmm. at all yeah 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 so 
a decade ago, um, someone said, you need to be doing like a video blog or just record yourself and put yourself on YouTube. And I'm like, what do you want me to say? And they're like, just talk about anything, everything. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then over the past three years, Logan said it and multiple other friends are like, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, and talk about what? I'm like, anything. And I'm like, okay. And I was daunted by what do I talk about? And I realized I was never going to do it if I didn't just start. So I just started in the very first episode, which you can get to if you are online, uh, if you're on the mobile app. I think it only goes back, they archive them back to maybe December. Uh. Um, but the very first one, it's it's long. <laughs> And I'd never done anything live before. I'd never sat down and talked like that. Um, so I just jumped in. So long story short, yes, the very first episode is all about me. Okay, I got to go back then and check that out. Then. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, all right, so Logan, um, give us a little uh, Cliff Notes version of who you are. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah well, uh, my name is Logan, and I grew up in small town North Dakota. Also grew up farming. Uh, we didn't have any livestock, so it was just like wheat and beans and stuff. Um, I've always kind of been the guy who always had his feet firmly planted on the ground, but still had his head in the clouds somehow. And I think that kind of is still true now, where by day, I'm a CPA and I do income tax. And when I'm not chained to that desk, I do psychic work or... Akashic Records work or ghost busting work or, or the like. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And a couple of years ago, I wound up in the same uh, spiritual and intuitive development class as Angela. <clears throat> and we really mm -hmm. seemed to have hit it off pretty quickly once we started talking to each other. And somebody snapped their fingers and now we're here. Wow. Yeah. You, yep. know, you know, it must be a good thing to have a psychic doing your taxes. That means that you'll always know if you're going to get uh, audited or anything, right? Because you'll just know it, right? I, <laughs> I, you know, I usually do check with my gut and go, all right, are we done with this one or is there anything else? And if there's anything else, it, I don't usually get a specific of what we're missing, but I know we've got to go back and look. Okay, so I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> As far as future things go, I'll just say from my part, if I don't ask the question, I don't know. So, like, if you asked, hey, am I going to get audited? <laughs> Maybe we could look into it for you. But it doesn't just come to us like, oh, yeah, this one's not going to. Yep. Nope. Flag this for later. Mm. Now, now, so you guys yeah. met in an intuitive class. Tell me, tell, tell me a little bit about that class. Angela? Who wants to go? Oh, I can go. Echo Bodine. Um, if you're not, I don't. If you're familiar at all with the the psychic world, um, you would know her name and the Bodine family. Um, her brother Michael as well. But she's based out of the Twin Cities here. They've been doing psychic work for like over fifty years, like professionally for over fifty years, and she's been teaching for about that much. Kind of passing along. Um, lessons on intuition and how to um, develop and kind of integrate into your daily life because not everybody who goes to those classes, most people who go to those classes aren't actually um, looking to do anything professionally with it. They just want to understand what's going on with them a little better and be able to um, use it to be helpful in their lives. 
Um, but she teaches these classes and the ones that we went to were the 16 week psychic and spiritual development. And it was once a week and pay as you go. And she just went through all of the different abilities along with like past life regressions and, um, before life, after life, all of that. So it went through the whole gambit of ghost busting and auras and pendulums and tarot and, and all that stuff. Just so you had a sampling of here's everything that's in it. You decide what you want to do with it. And um, yeah, so we took those classes together and learned about all our wonderful gifts. Yeah, and I think we found pretty quickly that we either had similar experiences or we were responding with similar information. Mm -hmm. I know that day that we had aura photos taken our auras looked very, very similar compared to just about everyone else in the class. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. There was one week. So have you ever had an aura photo or anything? No, no, no. Um, they're interesting. There's a variety of different cameras, but they, they make these, um, you put your hands on these plates or your a hand on a plate. And it, I guess I've never looked into exactly how it works, but um, you're sitting in front of like a black screen so that the it translates the color like of your energy um into this picture i i used to have it i would have brought it and shown you um but it's supposed to relate so all the different colors of your chakra and aura colors they'll show up and ours were like red there yes. was just we were covered in oh, wow. red wow. <laughs> which um <clears throat> Which actually at the time, um, it's interesting because different psychics uh, relate that color when you talk about auras to different things. So where one person might think that you're focused very much on the physical world because red is associated with your root chakra. So your here and now needs and your very practical earthly stuff and that you might be consumed with you know, paying your bills and, and making sure that all of your, all of the ends are met. Um, and that was kind of the guy who, Bobby, who took our pictures, that was his take on red. And another was that, I think Echo, didn't Echo say that um, yeah. for her, what red represents is that you're very passionate at this time about whatever you're, you're doing. And of course we were both, I don't know, how quite how to put, I was excited about the fact that everything was being validated for me through these classes that that really is what it, what I thought it was. And I do have the ability to kind of turn it down and to use it. And I was excited maybe the wrong word, but I was feeling very good and validated by all of this and wanting to know more. Mm. And I think, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I would definitely agree. I think I didn't go to that class wanting to learn how to be a psychic. I was sent to that class by my therapist who was trying to help me find a way to learn to shield myself a little bit from other people's emotions, other people's energy and, and just general anxiety. And once we got there and started learning about things like clairvoyance and energy healing and, it just mediumship. Like, yeah, being a medium. 
uh, all these different things started to fall into place in my head. And I kept thinking, holy crap, I'm not crazy. This is real. I, I just, I ate it all up. Wow. Um, I, th- I told this story a couple of weeks ago on the program. Um, so for some people in the audience, they probably will recognize it right away. But um, a friend of mine had a show, a show where they had like a, a psychic or a medium. I forgot which one. And uh, mm-hmm. I told the story about when my grandmother passed away when I was a kid, she passed away in our home. And when mm-hmm. she died the very next day, I moved into her room because, you know, there was only so many space. So, mm-hmm. and I was young, you know, so I was excited. I was getting my own room. I wasn't excited. Obviously my grandmother died, but the fact that I was right. getting my own room and that before that night happened, all my friends were like, dude, you're going to see her, right? You're going to see your grandmother. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't even think about it until people kept saying it. So I went to sleep, nothing. Did, never was visited by my grandmother at all. And um, I've never had a paranormal experience ever in my life. I've stayed in rooms that they're, you know, that they swear was haunted. Like, oh, you're going to see something, right? Never, never seen anything, right? So I told this psychic, I said, when I was a kid, I thought one or two things, either, um, you know, uh, ghosts are not real, or my my uh, grandmother didn't really like me that much. That's why she didn't come back <laughs> to uh, oh, to no. see me. And uh, they, this is what he told me. He said something about there's a thing about my aura that ghosts stay away from me. Like there's something about me that ghosts don't like me or something. And I didn't know if that is that a positive thing or a negative thing. I is that is that even a thing? Because it, it sounded kind of crazy to me. Uh, yeah. You know, he said, well, my, I know something shady about my aura or something like that. This needs to be in my screenplay. Hilarious. Shady. No, no, no. So when I think of, um, I think of a lot when I'm, we're mm-hmm. talking about psychic stuff, we're talking about the ether and about vibration and energy. Mm-hmm. So if ghosts are, so there's a difference. Your grandma, if I think if your grandma were to come visit you, it would be, um, in your dream, like in a dream state. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you're a thug. <laughs> if you have a high vibration, you're just not. There's a, a discord. So mm-hmm. it would be like um, there. You are like perfectly in tune. Mm-hmm. Not that you're not that you're perfect, but <laughs> you right. have this very positive, uplifting energy, and. An, a, a person, a soul who chooses or to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're not in a body, it's kind of a heavier, darker. Not dark. Dark is in negative. It's it's just it's heavier. Denser. So it's uncomfortable to get. It can't. They can't get that close to you, mm-hmm. or they don't want to get that close to you because it's uncomfortable. Think of it like you shine a really bright light like so you have this shield this bubble around you that they don't want to get too close mm. and it's almost healing um so when you're thinking of yourself having this um uplifting kind of energy about it um it's it's like a, a shield kind of pushing them off um 
Oh, okay. just think of it like it's someone else's job to deal with. <laughs> yeah, it, awesome. There's very, someone else you can talk to him. Just go away. <laughs> yeah, to me, it feels very protective and very bright. And I think I'd say it's almost like, you know, it, it hurts to look directly at the sun. So you don't do it. Right. Um, from the perspective of a ghost, your energy is bright like that. Okay. Oh, so he wasn't just whistling Dixie. He probably was on something. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And actually, if you're not visited physically by a deceit, like to me, that's a good sign because that means they they made their transition and they're off, you know, enjoying what I like freedom, like the ultimate freedom of not being stuck in a body, right. you know, and be like, well, thank you. And visit me in my dreams if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's interesting. Um, I thought, yeah. That's good, though. I'm glad that um, it's funny that a couple of weeks ago that came back into my head and then I have a chance to talk to you guys about that. Um, now, a, a question I have uh, for both of you, um, it's definitely a male and a female perspective on this is um, dating. How does this affect you when you get in a relationship with somebody? Um it, I mean, it's very interesting. Like, do people get scared of it? Are they fascinated um, do they want answers a lot? I mean, how does that, how, how does that go down? And I'd love to get a male and female perspective of, of how that's affected you guys in the dating lane. Um, well, actually I don't date that much, be, partly because I, or I haven't dated that much since kind of diving into this because for the longest time, I, like for five, six years, I was in that grief state mm -hmm. and trying to I wanted to make sure I got rid of all my not all my baggage but I didn't want that coming into a new relationship and so I wanted to understand myself and and what all of this was and how I could do it in the times that I have dated the relationships that I've had um there is a hesitancy like there um until they understand that I I don't read minds occasionally if you're sending out a real um, strong thought, <laughs> there's no <laughs> way for me not to pick up on that energy. Right. Um, but it's not a, like I, if I don't ask the question, like I'm dialed down unless I'm helping somebody unless it, or if it's urgent, sometimes I'll get information because it has to be addressed right now. But otherwise I'm just like you walking down the street. I, I'm not having like ghost walking in and, and saying, Hey, tell that person something. It's like, no, I have my boundaries and I'm still me. Um, I just have the awesome opportunity that when someone needs healing or a little insight in order to help unblock where they're at in life, I can do that. So in a relationship, it's first getting past the, I'm like, I, you're not an open book to me and I would never want you to be because what's the fun of that? Like, even if I, you know, well, and I could, if I practiced, if I practiced, I could do the whole telepathy thing and like, eh, that's no so, fun. So I'm you're not, surprised. so you're not like, so you're not like, oh, so you got the barista's number at Starbucks today, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but the empathic part of that, like if you're doing something shady, there's, everyone has the the gut instinct but if you i can back it up and be like okay how much how shady is this and 
okay, we're going to address it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Uh, there is that definite sense of something's not right or you're holding something back, but I'm not going to pry that way, even though I I probably could if I mm-hmm. wanted to. To me, that's stepping over boundaries. And so it's making clear to whomever I'm with that he knows that I'm, that's not, like, he needs to be him and I need to be me. And I'm not going to blur that, you know? Right. I, I don't like that invasive aspect. And there's always the potential for, like, it's getting past that and creating that trust and understanding. Mm-hmm. What about you, Logan, from that, that standpoint? Well, you know, I, I guess I can't really say that I've dated since since starting to learn about these abilities and put them into practice. But, uh, you know, looking back at my past, I was always just a little bit overwhelmed by the feelings of the other person. Mm. And that can be true in a romantic relationship or even just a friendship. Where like, like Angela said, it's not that I can sit here and read your mind. And I don't think that anybody's there. I don't think anybody's own guides would really let me hack in if that were the case, if that's what I wanted to do. But I'm, I could always pick up on something is wrong. You, you somehow you don't feel good today. And I don't know, did I do something? Is it something at work? Is it something at home? what's going on? And then I'd kind of spin myself in a tizzy of trying to figure out where is this bad emotion coming from and what can I do about it? And then I'm just exhausted and I'm kind of a walking shell. Hmm. So I've been kind of on a quest to learn some boundaries. Hmm. And in my head, you know, the, the type of person who I'd be looking for is someone who can exist completely without me, but would like to be with me if that makes any sense right no perfectly perfect sense yeah it'd be good to have a, a good psychic wingman though you know yes so, <laughs> be like uh he'd be like no you don't want to go there it's going to end badly <laughs> I, I have found uh, now i know i need to be careful because i think i've done that before with my friends oh, like wow. oh i'm gonna ask this girl and they, i'll be like yeah well okay but i think it's gonna play out like this and then that's kind of what happens. <laughs> but the interesting thing that is probably you, there's certain relationships that they needed to have, like they oh, yeah. needed to have the the fallout and the bad relationships. So, you know, the nice thing about knowing how to ask for, I mean, for us to be able to ask for additional information, if we get that sense of like, Ooh, that's not going to end well for you. I have the instinct of asking, but do they need to do that? And I'll get it. Yep, they need to go through it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm I got your back. <laughs> let them do it. But if it's really a no, don't let them go, then, <laughs> then you step in. But I'd like to ask. And you know, Logan, when you were saying about, um, you know, if if there's something off about a friend or or family member, and they're having an off day, I've started to ask, what question should I ask of them, or should I just sit down and let them talk or should I give them a hug? Like what do I need to do in this situation instead of trying to figure out what's wrong? What do they need from me as opposed to trying to figure any of it out? Uh, 
All right. Now, can I ask, um, do you guys know much about uh, dreams? And and because, um, you know, uh, some people don't remember their dreams. People like myself, I remember my dreams very well. And uh, dreams are said to be mean something significant to you. Um, I was wondering how much um, um, investigation have you done into what dreams could possibly mean and interpretations and stuff? You know, we, in our own like chat back and forth, at least once or twice a week, we're dissecting one another's dreams somehow. I think I just said it to you today. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't taken a class on dream interpretation at all, mm-hmm. but if I remember what the dream is about, I do try to go back to my intuition or ask my guides for some sort of clarity on what was it? What, what am I supposed to have learned or, or what, what is trying to be brought to light? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's somewhere in between your subconscious mind trying to shine a light on something and also your, your higher self, almost stepping out of your body and saying, all right, you're clearly not getting this. So let me paint a picture in really vivid colors and let's try again tomorrow. Mm. Mm. There's some really interesting books and there's psychics who specifically um, work with dreams and you just tell them a dream and and they'll go through and analyze it for you. But um, like with us, when I have a dream, and do you ever lucid dream, Kinte? Yes. Like where you're able to control it? Mm-hmm. I, I learned to do that. Well, I didn't learn to do it. I just do it naturally. But while I'm watching, so I can kind of body jump <laughs> in my dream. So if I'm not understanding what's going on, I can go into one of the other characters and be like, oh, okay, I get it. But I'll ask as soon as I wake up because there's usually numbers or people's names. And I'm like, okay, what can I attribute to the previous day? Like, you know, if there was a dinosaur, did I watch a movie about dinosaurs the other day? Or like, what, what can I attribute to just my mind processing and what stood out? And quite often it's, um, it's numbers and the numbers I'll go and look them up. So I'll just ask my gut, like in the morning, you're like, okay, well, I remember the number 12 and I remember reading the, the name, um, Sarah, like, so I'm going to look up what that means. Or I'll ask Logan, I'm like, okay, here's this really like bizarre thing that happened because when your ego's involved and you're trying to figure out what in the world was this all about, you know, if you're floating on marshmallow clouds, like, what is that about? Um, someone's outside perspective is, um, for me at least, definitely preferred because, and that's why I go to somebody else and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> mm. this is important, but can you tell me why? Or just what are you picking up on? Mm. But yeah, I, I, that perspective I, is really important. Yeah. I've had some interesting, uh, re- reoccurring dreams and, mm-hmm. uh, I've had, um, deja vu as well. That's another thing too. Deja vu where you're in a situation, you're like, I've done, I've felt this before. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, so, uh, in the chat room, it says, uh, Jen says, I've had many, many recurring dreams. It's oddly comforting. Interesting. And Anthony says, I had to learn, uh, to lucid dream when I was a teenager. I was having so many violent dreams when I was a teenager. I had to learn how to lucid dream so I can control and understand them. Funny thing about the lucid dream, um, 
uh, I remember when I was a kid and I saw like Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, <laughs> so I had a dream about Freddy, right? And But mm-hmm. I was able to turn the dream over where I, he was running from me. So <laughs> I think from that point forward, I... I didn't really have nightmares that would really, you know, hurt me like that. The only, the only thing would be something like a family member, something happened to a family member or something like that. That would be the kind of nightmare dream, but not like a monster after me or anything like that. I could always turn it around in the dream. So, Yeah, I, I have something kind of similar to that in that if it's anything that someone else might consider to be negative or scary, mm-hmm. I won't allow myself to wake up until I've resolved it. So like you said, you turned it around. I can't wake up from a frightening dream or a stressful dream until I have resolved it. Mm -hmm. And there was only, there was one dream I couldn't do that with. And it was, um, well, if you're interested, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) There was a dream that I was having this big old house party and I was a teenager, but I I had my own house, apparently, and it was wall-to-wall people, and there was a DJ, and there was music, and I looked out the window, and there was this wall of fire, like 30 feet tall, just Mm. coming at us, and so I had to get everybody out of the house and into their cars, and I needed them to leave, and I did. I got everyone out of the house, but then I was stuck, and I couldn't. This wall of fire was coming, and the first time I had it, it consumed me like the wall of fire and I burned and woke up and the next night I had it. And, um, I again managed to get everybody out of the house and I felt really good because they were safe. And I was like, okay, how do I, now there's a truck and I put a truck there and I got in the truck and I tried driving away and it kind of, um, (laughs) there was a new wall that came up in front of me and blocked me. And every time I turned, there was another wall until, it was a really messed up game of like centipede or snake or something (laughs) where I kept crashing into it. And I even, and I was frustrated because I couldn't, I kept waking up without fixing it. And I, I had a helicopter come and get me and Mm. they just got taller and taller. And I, the one day I had this dream and I just decided, okay, I give up and I never had it again. I was like, if I need to burn so that those people can be okay. All right fine mm. and i never had that dream again wow wow that's crazy. so my resolution was i had to die you had to die to <laughs> for everybody the, else to live. Oh, i was wow. like i might as well just accept it okay wow. fine. uh maya says, candles in your house <laughs> maya says i only have three recurring dreams most of the others are uh or are of what happened in the future or tomorrow interesting precognitive okay. dreams that's interesting and then uh it's sleep paralysis dreams that give me nightmares uh feel for writing some of them are just beyond scary i don't think that they are really dreams though are they Hmm. um some of them can i think some of them can be i've had sleep paralysis um i i feel like, like i've had sleep paralysis where i'm like i know that there's it's, I know there's something else going on. And then I've also had it where it, it um, definitely felt like it was coming from my, my head. I don't know how to explain that exactly, where it felt like it was a carryover of a dream. Whereas a sleep paralysis where I was frozen and I couldn't move and I felt someone crawling up the bed. Um, 
And my way out of it was to start talking to it with my head. I'm like, okay, I can't control my body and whatever happens to my body, it's just my body, but I don't have to allow my energy to be damaged by this. And had this conversation to get them to say whatever it is they wanted to say. They were trying to tempt me to essentially make some really bad decisions in Mm. life. Um, And I just, I was like, yeah, no, that doesn't sound quite right, but thanks for the offer. And uh, they left. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as they left, because I could, uh, my mind's eye, I could see them leaving. It was gone, but I had to take control of like calming myself down and, and taking control of the situation. But I've also had where I started to like my body woke up before my consciousness did and I couldn't it just hadn't reconnected yet was there any fear on you guys part to come out as come out of the psychic closet if you will you know and say you know to actually say the words I'm a psychic was there any fear or was it just a natural I'm coming out in my uh (laughs) Diana I don't Ross know that voice. I've completely embraced that and done that yet. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly fairly random, pretty psychic, but um, because I still feel like me, but to actually say, this is what I'm doing for a living. Like when I got my business card, well, working up towards being, got my business cards, I'm like, okay, how do I even, hey, here, uh, you've known me for 38 years. Um, yep. Psychic. Um because I still feel like me. <laughs> right, right, right. And they have a hard time. I think it was more on, I'm like, okay, how are they going to accept me? Not that they're going to kick me out because small town, rural America, um, middle America, slightly conservative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, because I still feel like me and they're like, wait, how could we not know this about you? And how do we interact with you now and it's more about I felt not fear but I'm like I don't even know how to explain this to you or how like I don't want this to change anything and yet it has to right what, yeah, about, I, what about you Logan I think it depends on who I'm talking to you know when I first told my parents um I was expecting some ridicule my my parents and I have a, a pretty good relationship, I think, but they actually accepted it pretty darn quickly, kind of on the basis of, well, you've always been weird. <laughs> like we never really knew what to do with you. So this, this makes sense. Um, and then I've had, I kind of had it all, I guess, with uh, one of my two Christmases ago, I had kind of a a mission that I was on because of an encounter with a ghost Mm. who was had formerly been an aunt of mine. Oh, wow. And she asked me to tell her siblings. So my dad and my aunts and my uncles, like tell her about what, tell them about what just happened. And I'm like, I'm not out to anybody in this way yet, but okay. (laughs) And, we went from on one hand, one aunt and uncle were like, this is, this is amazing. Thank you for sharing. And another aunt uh, then invited me 
to her house for a multi-hour conversation about how I'm being tempted by Satan. And uh, there's no such thing as uh, what you're talking about and you're going to hell. Oh, wow. And yet they speak in tongues. That's okay. I've got a bit of a stubborn streak in me, and I, I kept saying, hey, I'm more than happy to have this conversation with you, and I let's talk through it, but you're not going to outwit me. I have a degree in theology. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You, can't, yeah. You, you guys are fairly new to um, being out as uh, psychics, um, but you know you guys got to, at some point, got to come up with like a, a cool psychic name, like... I don't know, Mistress Angela or no, that's more of a dominatrix. Uh, well, like, uh... <laughs> we did though, because I am soul liaison, because that's more what I see. I'm the intermediary. Oh right, that's your um, so, yeah, yeah. Your Instagram. I was like, that's an easy way, not an easy way to brand me, but um, it is kind of a brand. <laughs> and Logan, you've got your thing. What's yours? Yeah, I, I'm calling myself the Akashic Accountant because yeah. mostly what I work with is Akashic Records, and mm-hmm. I am an accountant. And I can try to help you do an accounting of your soul's like strengths and weaknesses and areas of growth. Okay. All right. You guys got that down. All right. All right. Got this cool psychic name. So, yeah. Um, do you guys use anything to like any kind of crystals or any kind of things to help you with um, channeling your abilities or is it? You can go first, Logan. I. <laughs> I do like crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can work without them, but I really do like, you know, if I need to feel grounded, if I need to feel safe and secure, something dark, like I've got black tourmaline here, mm-hmm. um, or if I feel want to, if I want to feel particularly open and connected, then I'll, I'll reach for something like clear quartz. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's, it's about the physical contact with, with it mm-hmm. it's not like i need a crystal ball to sit and look into mm-hmm. um, it i think that a crystal can be a helpful tool to either shield you or help you amp up your energy okay all right angela um so when you first get started you kind of the, the physical things like tarot cards and pendulums and um dowsing rods they're nice validation and i've used them but I, I, I don't really anymore. And I tend to go towards the healing side. So doing energy healing and being psychically open while I'm doing the healing so that they kind of show me, um, what areas are a little out of balance and, and get some extra insight. And when I'm doing healing, so I normally wear some form of, um, crystals. They just make me feel more grounded and clear. When I'm doing healing, I take them all off. I feel like being a pure conduit of energy. Um, and I actually feel less going through me if I happen to leave any of them, like any, I don't like I have a, I have a a, a mirrored necklace, Mm -hmm. um, that helps kind of deflect other people's energy, um, like emotional overload. So I take I even take that off. So there's there's no metal or anything on me when I'm doing healing. And I actually prefer that when I'm doing psychic work as well. So if you are if you have an insight um, session with me and you're asking for insight on like three or four different questions, um, 
I, yeah, <laughs> I don't generally have them on and I don't use a pendulum or anything like that anymore um, because I've learned to trust my, my intuition and my guides and the information coming through mm-hmm. a little, a little more than it, like they can become a crutch and I don't want that. I, I want to be able to just use my body and my mind as, as um, kind of an instrument and the information goes through me. Hence liaison <laughs> liaising. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, what about um, psychic attacks? Um, I've heard a lot about that. People cyclically, psychic, I can't even say it, right? Cyclically attacking <laughs> someone. Um, is that um, is that a real thing? And also, uh, how can um, how can you tell when you're being attacked in that way? And what are some ways that you can protect yourself cyclically? Well, I will say yes that you can be psychically attacked. Um, Logan, you took a pause. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking that there's probably a difference between the intentional, I'm trying to reach out and get you somehow versus somebody who's just really, really angry or really, really sad. And they're unaware of the effect that they might be projecting something toward you or towards someone else. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of unintentional, yeah. you will sense it as an attack. Like if you maybe um, piss somebody off and they're sitting at home and like literally shooting daggers <laughs> at you energetically because they're, they're angry with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll hear people talk about cords and sending out energetic cords and connecting to you and i that's kind of what happens with a psychic attack um and it's that negative intention uh ways to shield yourself um well one knowing if that's what it is have you ever had a, it's when it happens because i've had it happen to me um it, it's feels like there's just energy coming at you it, it would be like if someone was you feel like someone's in the room with you and like screaming at you, or there's that energy coming at you. And I would strongly recommend just if the only thing you do is, is get to know your intuition and how it communicates with you so that you can just focus inside Mm -hmm. um, your energetic core and be like, okay, is there, is there someone like thinking nasty thoughts about me or like wanting to harm me, even if, is that what's going on here? Because I don't like it. Right. I don't like the way I'm feeling right now. Um, and you can get that internal. Yeah. And as far as how you protect yourself, everyone's a little different. First off, once you acknowledge that that emotion is not yours you can say, okay, that's, that's theirs, not mine. I don't accept this. Um, but you can clear yourself by just asking if, if you're a God person, you can ask for God to just please clear you and please um, send them whatever. I don't know what I did, but just send them. I pray for them or I send them whatever love and light I can, because if I'm, if I'm pissing them off that bad, just please help them <laughs> mm-hmm. or just asking to be cleared and grounding yourself, like go for a run or a walk or dance something to kind of shake it off of you and um you're wearing black we talked about that last night sometimes Uh, putting on a color that is shielding for you 
um, black is one of those colors, putting on these and just reminding myself, like, you can literally envision um, shields or I've done it before where I've felt that energy and I've envisioned like a samurai sword and doing one of those cool, like cutting all the cords around yeah, yeah. me. Have you, have you seen that movie? Uh, ridiculous and silly is good. Laugh. Have you seen that movie, uh, Dr. Sleep? That just came Not out? yet. Oh, okay, it just came well, up. With yeah. Well, <laughs> I, okay. I'll save that then. I don't want to run it. But um, you always hear about Sage too. Is Sage, uh, is Sage what they say it is in movies and whatnot? Like, yes and no. <laughs> oh, okay, please. Yeah, because they always say, like, you just burn some sage, they'll, they'll get rid of them. I think, you know, one distinction that we've learned, uh, and correct me if I go astray, Angela, um, sage does not get rid of ghosts. It, <laughs> does, it doesn't make spirits go away. It It's not a repellent. Um, what sage <laughs> does is it helps to break up, like, residual energy and it helps to purify and just heal the energy of wherever the smoke has been. So if you've got five angry people sitting in a room and you've just got basically five batteries pushing out, like, Ugh, I'm freaking angry, the sage might not make those five people go away, but it might clear the air of like all that invisible exhaust that human emotion or ghosts or whatever might pump out mm -hmm. yeah it's not ghost be gone but it definitely makes everything in the room feel lighter it's a it's a lifting thing mm -hmm. if you think you have ghosts and it's confirmed for you and and they once they leave um then the sage is good it makes your house just feel good I don't like the smell. I much prefer like Palo Santo um, wood or I use Florida water or rose water um, just because I don't like the Bernie. It's <laughs> <laughs> not, not my favorite, but it definitely when you have like the windows open and you walk around with sage and and let all of that out, it just feels nicer when you're done. Because, mm. you, you know, you always see that in every I mean, there's people that believe it like. If they get a new home, they do the sage, you know, just before. I mean, if even if they didn't think, they have no reason to believe there's something spooky going on there. So uh, I always wondered. Like, I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I would do it. And, and it's claiming your own space. Like you're clearing out whatever might be there because we leave energetic imprints everywhere that we go. And when you are buying your own house, you, you want to claim it. You want to make it your own or when you move into an apartment. Um, if the smoke alarms are sensitive, that's where like the Florida water and, and other things come into hand. But mm -hmm. uh, you're clearing it out and like setting an intention. And I, I still like praying and, and all of that stuff. So I, I just want to bless my house. So let's clear it out and set a good intention for what you want to build there. And yeah. And there is there is power in your intention and mm -hmm. what it is that you're trying to do what, what you're trying to accomplish by whatever ritual it is that you're doing. So walking around your new house with sage, I mean, the sage will have a cleansing effect, but the sage isn't like magic kryptonite or anything. It, your act of walking around the house and saying, I want this house to be clear and I want it to be full of light and full of love for me and my family. That's, where there's like oomph power behind that power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. That's interesting. That I think you guys are probably the first people I've heard say that because usually I hear it, you know, sage is like this clear off or bad spirits or whatever, you know, and that and I guess crosses and garlic. <laughs> garlic is delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a guy who lived to uh, almost a hundred, and he said it was because he drank garlic water every morning. That was his. Uh, it's a good tincture. It's actually a really, it's good for your immune system. I actually have some and I've been using it just as a little backup for immune support. When he told <laughs> me that, I started, I started doing it. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, I want to live to a hundred. <laughs> so, so <laughs> certainly not going to ask. Garlic spirit and boards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Thoughts on spirit boards. I avoid them. <laughs> I didn't when I was younger. But um, again, intention comes into it. I I don't like to tempt that um, in that it's an open portal and it's, a, it's another divination tool, but you don't know what you're inviting in. And um, unless you're real clear on what you're doing and, and I just don't go there. Because bad stuff can come through and you, you think, oh, this is nice because it's a, it's a board. Or if you make your own, I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's a, a Ouija board. If you put all the letters down and, and you do like the cup thing that they've done on shows, eh, mm-hmm. I, just, I, I don't like it. I know I can shut myself down. I don't know that I can shut the board down, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't use them and I've kind of it's one of those few things with me where I'm like no I am not going to touch that I I won't use one um our teacher had a kind of spooky story about when she was learning herself she and her family had a spirit board and had some freaky stuff happen um I think that there's something that removes you from the process if you're using a board like that like if you are doing some sort of mediumship work yourself, you are making a personal connection with whoever it is you're talking to. And you can get a sense of their energy to feel like this is good. This is scary. I don't like this, whatever. And you can keep going, you can shut it down. But if, if you're kind of disconnected and you're letting the board open that for you, I just eh, feels like you're driving with one hand behind your back or something. Yeah, and the way that Echo explained it in class was, and I haven't really heard many psychics who have done the board and not had like some pretty negative things come through, um, is that this is just, you do have earthbound spirits. For whatever reason, they're here. Everyone's got a little different. But they're just kind of roaming around and seizing an opportunity. And if they can screw with you, I mean, the ones who have been here for a long time, just think about it. They're bored. And if they can mess with you, they're going to mess with you. You know, Mm -hmm. they can tell you stuff and then really creep you out because they started telling her like people were going to die or like really horrible things are going to happen to them. And then, um, yeah, freaked them out and they never did it again. But it's just in general, I, I, I I hope, I hope though, when I die, I have better things to do on the other side besides uh, hopping through Ouija boards, messing with people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope that's that. Well, that so that many... sounds like hell. <laughs> no. There's so many better ways of, of communicating with people. And that's the difference of if you stay here um, instead of kind of moving on to the next level for a while. 
Uh, um, I don't like the yeah. conduit idea of I've written about them. I refuse to tamper with things like that. Yeah. Uh, Olaf, totally wa- Olaf wants to know, Logan, uh, do you have to do your work in person or can it be done via uh, phone or video chat? It can absolutely be done over the phone or over video chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that either Angela or I can work in either setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can do that with the energy healing and the the psychic side component of it and, and the Akashic records and all of that. Uh-huh. I think that if you find someone who says, I can do a psychic reading for you, but you must come to this address and you must meet me in person, I think you found a charlatan. Right. And or somebody who's very stubborn. The great Miss Cleo, she did it over the phone, so... Yeah. You know, call me now. You know, part of it, yeah. Some people I know psychics who explain it as when you do over the phone or a remote session, um, it's so even if you're face to face with me, I will tell you up front, I may close my eyes, I may look away because I, I'm not reading you, I'm relaying information and so i don't want to be um influenced by your body language or anything like that and so my focus i'm totally focused on the information that's coming through and making sure that i'm translating it or relaying it to you um as effectively as possible so when you're on the phone and you're connecting to your like i'm connecting to your vibration it's it's almost easier because there is that separation where it's just energy and vibration that's being relayed and yeah anthony wants to know what is your thoughts about a frank's box what is that by the way it's a paranormal uh investigation device um i mean where if i'm thinking of the right one um it's almost like um you know the ones that scan through uh radios like a yeah. radio frequencies oh, but okay. it's a slightly different oh a, wait it was in the movie um, so the voice would come through it was in um what's that one insidious i think one of those insidious is they used it oh, okay i know what you're talking about yeah and they'll use it on um and the frank frank is uh, the guy who developed it mm-hmm. um and i've seen it used You know, part of me thinks of those almost like a Ouija board. <laughs> like, part of it is, um, you know, I- interacting, but it people like it because they can hear the voice, and you know, it's validating sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. In an investigation, sure. Um, use it you're opening up a dialogue with whatever may be there but as far as trusting it i think you still need to listen to those voices with your intuition and be okay is this are they being upfront and honest is this really what's going on you know there's still that element of it's outside of you and um there's no buffer so like when i'm interacting um with information I'm interacting with my guides. So it's kind of like they have my highest good in like in, in plan. So they're kind of protecting me. They're kind of like the, um, the guardians between me and whatever else is around there. And I don't have that when I'm working with like a, a spirit box or anything that is coming through that way. 
I don't know. What do you think, Logan, about... I know you've watched paranormal shows and... Yeah. You probably um, know what I'm talking about. Well, you know, before before learning about psychic ability and how to develop them, I always thought that that part of the investigation was the most interesting to me. But now I'm kind of averse to using any of those tools because I'm thinking more of a, if I were to go do an investigation, I wouldn't, I would want to go in and sit in the quiet and close my eyes and see what I'm told or see what I feel. Um, maybe write it all down and then have somebody else go do stuff with tools and measuring devices and see what they came up with. <coughs> um, that might just be one of my own bugaboos. No, I, I like that too. Cause it's almost like, uh, yeah, for us to go in on a paranormal um, investigation, I prefer kind of being the, I'm my own instrument. <laughs> I don't yeah. need the Thanks box, but I like the validation of someone else going in after me or, into a completely different part of the building and using those devices and having that information come through for them that validates what I got completely separately. What a great segue into my next question. Uh, uh, we'll start with Logan. Um, what, is there anything that would scramble your psychic frequencies? Is there anything, is there, um, I mean, what would, what would scramble it where you won't be getting a good, feel or reading that you would normally get is there anything is there is there any kind of food or any kind of you know if you're drunk or you know i mean what um you know i'd say my worst enemy is myself mm. um, the minute i let my own emotions or my own fear or my own expectation start to get in there i start doubting what information i'm receiving and then I start wondering, oh, how do I know that I'm not just making all of this up? And then I kind of spin myself into a, a tizzy where I need to stop and reground. Um, alcohol is a double-edged sword. I think that a little bit of alcohol can help kind of loosen you up a little bit, help relax you and make you more open. But it also, I think, reduces your ability to shield yourself so it's like, sure, you might open up a little bit, but you might open up to more than you want or more than you're willing to deal with or handle. Mm -hmm. hmm. What about you, Angela? Is anything that does that for you? I think if I'm somehow invested in the situation that um, my ego seeps can potentially seep back in, I have to do a whole, oh, I don't have to, but... Um, it's become a habit to envision my ego in a particular way. Uh, it was suggested to me by um, someone early on that if you envision um, your ego, they had theirs as being like this, the Kool-Aid man, you know, and having to lock them up in jail. I took, when I asked my guys to show me something, <laughs> they showed me a big old grizzly bear. And I send them to a cage and are into a cave and I roll a big old rock in front of it. I'm like, you can come back later, but you need to rest. So I, I set that aside and then just trust everything that's coming through. But if I feel that energy of my ego coming back in, um, and it, it usually only happens if somehow I'm invested in it or I'm asking about myself. And mm. in that instance, I'm like, oh, wait. 
we're not meant to, we don't have the instruction manual for ourselves. Otherwise we wouldn't learn what we need to learn in this life. So we can't know what's supposed to happen and what we're supposed to do, because then we wouldn't screw up all the times that we're supposed to screw up. And, we, you know, we wouldn't do everything we're supposed to do. Because if you knew, yeah, if you knew what was going to happen, you would not let it happen. Look back on your life, the worst tragedies. Oh, my God, things yeah. that You would never do it. Right. But you also wouldn't be who you are today doing what you're doing if you tried to sidestep all of that. So. Have you heard of a um, a, a person called a cooler? Mm-mm. A cooler no. is a person that's employed by like a casino where if okay. you're on a hot street, there's something. Uh, these are real people. There's something about yeah. them that if they stand next to you or, or, or next to you in some kind of way, they actually. Yeah, you start losing or something like that. And yeah. I, I thought that's a, like, look that up. It's like a real thing. That's crazy. Terrible. Yeah. It's something about their aura or whatever it is. Uh that yeah, they they just by them being next to you, you just start losing all of a sudden. If you're on a hot street. Yeah. I don't want to know who they were because as soon as they step by me, I'm cashing out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm punching that I'm guy. A horrible gambler, but... <laughs> yeah. I, I always thought that was that's but could you I mean the idea of being if you were bad luck? Yeah, you're like <laughs> yeah, like you know, I mean, he's getting paid for it, so I guess it's it's kind of good, good luck. Um, there was a movie too made about um, starring um, William H Macy. He played the cooler in this movie. Oh. Like, you know, uh, I never seen the movie, but I just remembered that. But yeah, so it says uh, <laughs> uh, he says think they be been sitting by me every time I go to the casino. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> uh, how do you? How did or do you know? Uh, you're talking a reptile class, taking a reptile class, huh? I'm trip. I'm uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm huh? not sure what that means. Yeah, uh, you might have to rewrite that. Uh, Olaf, yeah. uh, oh, psychic right. vampires. Was there, a, was there a lizard in a tank at the front of the classroom? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, before before we say goodbye, um, uh, so you guys, how long have you guys known each other? Uh, May of 2018. So really, no, almost two years. Almost two years. So, so what have you? What have um, you guys? um, What have you guys learned from each other that's helped you guys in your journey? Well, he pushes me to do weird things like this. (laughs) 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 He's a pusher to get me to do things, um, which is really good. Even taking like he pushed me into being his mentor in a way because mm. I don't realize how much I I know or how gifted as a teacher I studied in college to be a, a, a teacher and that that's just a natural state of being for me and had he not kind of been like hey help me <laughs> I, I that wouldn't have been my inclination to do that right away but mm-hmm. how have I helped you Logan you help me just do it and get out of my head because I'm the kind of guy who can sit and try to future cast eight different scenarios in my head without even doing anything. And then I just would decide, Oh my God, that's, I have eight different ways to fail. So let's just not. And mm-hmm. you're pretty good at pulling, calling bull crap on that. And then just saying, go do it. See what happens. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you ask why a lot, but also I think <laughs> one of the, and I, okay, I like why, but I, I tend to like why in hindsight, or I've said that why is a great question if it leads you to action. So if you're asking why is this going on and the answer doesn't get you to say, okay, now what do I do and how do I fix it or how do I take that and go forward? If you're not getting the answer, like if that's not happening, if why doesn't lead to action, stop asking why and just get to it. Like, <laughs> um, So the question that came through was, how do we know if we were in a good class to develop our psychic skills or oh, how psychic. do we know that was even a good one? Um, so I befriended um, a couple of <laughs> um, paranormal guys up in the Twin Cities. They've done a, a broadcast called, at the time, it was um, uh, Darkness Radio. They'd been doing it for 10 years. Dave Schrader, who's actually on Holzer Files now, mm-hmm. and um, and Tim Dennis. And I had I met them and I asked them, or I told Tim about what had been going on in my life. And he's like, well, did anyone tell you you're psychic? And I was like, mm, it's been implied, but no. He's like, well, here's the best of the best. And you just so happen to be in the cities. And I'm like, well, you've had 10 years of talking to psychics and all sorts of different paranormal people. So you must know what you're what you're talking about. And so that's how I found the class and learned to trust it. There's a lot of weird classes out there. And if you're interested in learning, she does an online class, too. Um, Bodine, but yeah. Yeah. And I was basically sent to the class by my therapist Mm. and I had learned. Yeah. I had built a really good relationship with this therapist. And then when weird, like mediumship and empath sorts of things would happen in therapy sessions, she said, all right, I can't talk to you about this in terms of like a medical issue, but I think you should go talk with Echo Bodine and you should take her class. And it just felt like, yep, that sits very well with me. And then when I got there, um, it felt like I was in the right place. Mm-hmm. Just knew it. Huh? Yeah. And, and you met each other. So yeah. I met each other. I, I would have sworn y'all known each other for like, Two decades or something. Just from the, by the, <laughs> we probably yeah. talked as much as people who've known each other yeah. today. Yeah. Um, once uh, now on the empath thing, if we um, both Logan and I, we kind of later on in life, not later on in life, geez, like <laughs> only within the past like five to ten years, have either one of us um, did we know what an empath was and. Once you acknowledge, oh, so other people's emotions are affecting me. And, okay, now what do I do with that? And um, I think developing intuition and just, one, acknowledging it, but um, Echo's book, uh, The Still Small Voice, I think is what it's called, um, on just a very simple level helped me to understand how to um, interpret my intuition, that gut instinct, so that I could help if I'm feeling influenced or super emotional and I can't, I can't, um, it doesn't register. There's nothing going on in my life that should make me feel that sad. I can now ask my intuition, is that my emotion or is that someone else's? And then do I need to do anything about it? And just being able to separate out cognitively 
is this mine or is this theirs? It really calmed really fast. Um, that kind of emotional overwhelming part of it. So, yeah, for sure. I think learning how to get to the point of being aware that other people's emotions affect you, at least for me, made me realize just how not in touch I was with how I felt about a lot. Mm. It was like I was going through life so aware of the other people's emotions that I was letting that drive how I acted. So it's it's been a healing journey to develop these abilities and work with them. Yeah. Uh, Anthony wants to know, do you believe in the uh, Atlantean uh, Egyptian connection when it when it comes to spirituality? I'm not familiar with that, so, but Logan, I think you know. I'm not entirely sure which part you're you're driving at, Anthony. Um, I think the best answer I can give quickly is maybe parts. <laughs> um, I feel a little more connected with Egypt than I do with the idea of Atlantis. Right. Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, but I think there's elements of truth and elements of... Um, Any, any story, any religious um, belief or spiritual belief system has elements of the whole and the big picture. And so there's value in a little bit of everything. How much? We'll, we'll probably know when we're not alive anymore. <laughs> I'll worry about that later. Okay, so here... Oh, sorry. Okay, here we go. Last question. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have a child. And I'm starting to think they have some kind of psychic ability, possibly. Mm-hmm. There's little things that I'm picking up on. What do I do? Do I bring them to Angela or Logan's house? Like, what do I do? Do you bring them to our house? Because you, you talked about it, Logan. Like, you talked about how your parents recognized some things in you last night. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm not, not, I mean, not, they didn't recognize it to any last night, but I mean, when you were a child. Yes. Um, I would say talk to them, mm-hmm. ask them, what is it that you're feeling? What is it that you are seeing? Or what is it that you just know? And and why? And And try to make it, I mean, be genuinely curious. Uh, one thing that I got as a kid that I think really served to shut me down was, no, that doesn't make sense. That's not real. Or when I would talk about ghosts, the answer was always, there's no scare guys, Logan. There's no such thing. Go to bed. Right. Or or the exasperated, oh, I can't believe you're talking about this again. Don't do that. Um, just treat it. Well, if they If they need they need help learning how to read or if they need help with their math homework, help them in that way. Don't, don't talk down to them. Try to get on their level and ask, tell me about what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Well, but- I always, I feel like don't invalidate their experience just because it's not yours. Your job is to be there to support them because you love them. They're your babies. Like you love them unconditionally. So yeah, talk with them. Um, to find out what it is and together, like I'm about empowering individuals, including children. Like I've written a children's book that I still need to get published, but you know, 
helping them trust themselves, that inner voice, that tummy, it's called listen to your tummy. But when ask them questions and ask them how it feels and like have an open, honest conversation, like Logan was saying, but say together, we will figure out how to fix this. So let's say there's a monster in the closet, which they like dark things. They like dark places. (laughs) Ask them questions about, well, is it scary? Have you ever, have they said anything? Have they like loomed over your bed? Do you think they're afraid of the dark? Do you think maybe we can make a magic potion and then go into the kitchen and get some water and be like, you pick out, what do you think should go in there? And then we'll get a spray bottle. And the next time this happens, you know, we'll try it and we'll do a little trial and error, but empower them to come up with, well, what do you think? How do you think we can handle this? Or maybe, maybe they're not trying to scare you. Maybe, maybe they're lonely. Maybe they're sad. Like kind of, a lot of times the reason ghosts and spirits are stuck around, some of them are just not nice and are afraid of retribution on the other side, but some of them are just sad and lonely and need compassion so that they can go on. But does that? No, no, no. And and, all right. I lied. I have one more question. That's okay. (laughs) What you guys have learned about your abilities um, in the last couple of years how much does that put in context to things that's happened throughout your lives? You know, like now you go back with that lens now of knowing more about your yourself in that realm. Now, when you mm-hmm. think back of certain things that's happened over these years, how much is now, how much do you look back and start to, you know, put, look through that lens about your lives? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of it lines up and makes sense of like why I didn't, feel like I fit in with anybody and why I was asking the questions at church that I was. And um, I came to find out after telling my, my family that, okay, I'm going to take these classes and I'm, I'm curious about all this because I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to use it to help people. And uh, they're like, yeah, our, your pastor, my pastor had told my mom that you're going to need to protect her. She's She's got something special and you need to protect her. And the way that I was protected was by being told, it's nothing, it's nothing. Just, just keep going, just be a kid. Just, you need to grow a thicker skin. So when I was feeling everybody's emotions, which was horrible as a kid, um, they would just be, you need to grow a thicker skin or just buck up and, and go. And I, you just stop talking. You just stop thinking about it. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, so those things in the woods really were things in the, the, you know, just in my head and things start lining up and I'm like, huh, well, that would have been nice to know. <laughs> mm, yeah. Wow. And part of why I think I took to this so easily, because I mean, for a, a guy who does taxes, this is a little off the wall to add to your life, I guess, but it just made so many things click into place for me from my childhood from things like the really scary man in the black suit who was in my grandma's basement all the time like now i know who he was now i know what he was doing there and i wasn't crazy um to when i'm at work in a like an all firm meeting type of perspective where the bosses stand up and they say well we hear people have problems with the schedule so 
talk about it. This is your 20 minutes. And then nobody responds. And then they say, well, nobody responded. You're all okay. And I want to stand up and go, can't you feel how unsafe this is? <laughs> and how nobody feels comfortable talking. Like, why can't you feel that? <laughs> that kind of thing. It, it, Yeah. I could go on and on. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It this is great. This is awesome. Wow. Definitely shifts your perspective. And it yes. makes things easier. So if you are empathic, um, understanding that it's you're not an emotional like you're an emotional roller coaster because it's not just you, it's everybody else's stuff. And if you can just be you, geez, it's nice. And when you can get a little, you know, if you go further than that and you, you know, interact with your spirit guides or um, go even further and communicate with all of the stuff out there. Um, it's just a different, it's a different perspective and a different viewpoint. And for me, it really is all about the highest good and about helping others. It's not um, selfish in any way. So it's nice to be able to help balance and, and calm and direct people to resources and, and um, kind of what they need in their life to balance all of the stuff going on. Mm. It's, it's calming in that you learn very, very firsthand that you're, whatever you're experiencing you're not alone mm. um, yeah I, you've always got a team of guides who are with you and they're there to help you and they're there to try to guide you and coach you and i don't know you're you're not the lone ranger hmm. interesting wow well i want to thank you guys so much for coming on i'm so glad uh i, sh I think this was perfect timing as well um, now, uh, we'll start off with you, Angela, how can we get you in social media and also tell us when we can get your show and, um, what should we be on the lookout for as far as, uh, what you guys got going on? <laughs> well, our show is constantly evolving. <laughs> um, so Monday nights, seven central here on get vocal, um, fairly random, pretty psychic and, um, I do like keeping it fairly random and Logan, I will be, he's kind of new to being the official co-host. Um, but I, for us to be able to collaborate a little more and, um, bring on some kind of, um, a variety of, of guests here and there. Um, I've got planned random, <laughs> planned random, um, because I, I like random. I like talking about science and I have friends who are scientists and I like talking about, you know, movies and total geek stuff too so being able to bring that into it because it is about um being able to talk about anything because we're still we're still fun people uh as far as social media i like to keep it simple so i am soul liaison uh not the easiest way thing to spell but <laughs> if you get it it's a there. great name so, too by the way yeah and um instagram thank you so Instagram um, and Twitter and Facebook, I'm officially going to launch my um, Facebook page for my business in, in May, but it'll be sole liaison too, just to keep it simple and straightforward. Um, and my email, which I think is on my profile page on Get Vocal too, but it's just AngelaMarie.SoLiaison at gmail.com. So any questions or insight about that? All right. And, and you, Logan? Yeah. 
how can we get you in social media and uh, and uh, what's, know, what's going? Uh, I know it's been tough, you know, with everything for both or everybody. Yeah, just the world's upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not actually out on social media with a uh, psychic presence yet. That is coming okay. this summer, I believe. But I do have an email address that is akashiclogan at gmail.com for now, where I do, uh, that's how I book readings and such. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. All right. Um, you can get me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And of course, the website is indyradio.org. That's I-N-D-Y radio.org. We have to do this again. Uh, I had such a great time. So um, but you know, I will always be there Mondays, uh, right before my show to check you guys out. You guys have an amazing show. And, and one thing I like about your show is that, um, no question is stupid to you guys. Um, you guys are, you know, laid back and cool. You, you know me, I'm always cracking jokes. So that's my thing. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate so, so, you Definitely. know, so, you know, uh, that's, you know, when I, when I'm not doing the show, I'm on someone's chat room cracking jokes. So, uh, you know, so I, I really enjoy it and you guys definitely need to check it out. Like they said, Mondays at 5 PM Pacific, seven central, and that's eight Eastern as well. It's right here on get vocal. So with that said, you guys have a great rest of your week. Uh, God bless you. And, uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Very cool. Great Thank you so show. much.